Blog Talk Radio.
is a community that's ready-made uh, to be accessed by Appleseed and to get them to uh, uh, to link up with us and to attend events. If you uh, if you look on the uh, if you look on the uh, the internet and you do some Google searches for survival forums, survival communities, prepping communities, and stuff like that, it's going to turn up a great number of folks, a great number of locations out there. And even if you just, if you said, look, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to put a lot of time in this, but I'm going to take five minutes tonight, and uh, I'm going to do it, as a matter of fact, I'm going to do it right now while I'm listening to a scout here on the radio show. Uh, I'm going to open another window, do a Google search, and uh, search for preppers or uh, prepping forums or survival communities, etc. I'm going to do a search on that. I'm going to grab one, and then I'm going to look at it. I'm going to find some way to uh, to get the information to that one specific group. You can probably do it in about five to ten minutes. <clears throat> and uh, And I imagine... If you did uh, one a night for a month, you would see a really uh, a really sharp increase in uh, in the number of folks that were attending because the prepping, prepping community is different than the regular gun culture uh, community. You know, we've always had difficulty at, at times breaking into the gun culture folks because most of those folks say, well, we've already, we're already shooting. We already know what we're doing. We're already, uh, uh, we're already schooled. And the prepping community is a lot different. These are folks who have, uh, like, uh, when we went to the, both of the, uh, the expos in Dallas, the, uh, self-reliance expos, when the folks showed up there, they would show up with a list of things that they wanted to find out about. And uh, and we would be right there at the front door. And when they came to the door and they hit the apple seed station, and they they would be like, oh, perfect. Yeah, this is this was on my list of things to do, which was to get uh, information on how to get firearms instruction. And so there it is. They got a, a lot of them actually out of like a little checklist. So they're ready to go. They're, they want it. They're ready to go. They want your uh they want the information they want to come to uh, uh an apple seed rifle marksmanship clinic and it's a very easy sell <clears throat> so i would take the time and of course i'm i'm doing it I've, I've been doing it i would take the time to search out especially local to local folks to where you are trying to get folks to attend uh, I'm working on the Texas folks here, and if you have uh, uh, a place in Arkansas or Kansas or Tennessee, then check out the Tennessee Preppers. I, I guarantee you put in, if you're in Tennessee, you put in Tennessee Preppers, and you hit search, it's going to bring back uh, quite a few folks. And then you're going to introduce yourself as a Tennessee uh, apple seed rifle marksmanship instructor to the Tennessee preppers, and you're going to get them involved in apple seed. At the same time, you are going to uh, you're going to learn 
the things that they have to teach you, right? So that's uh, that's what we would like for you guys to do is start making good, solid uh, introductions and then making good, solid alliances with your local groups. And one of the best reasons to do this is because it takes a whole lot of the promotions for an event off of your hands. So if you just have an event and you say, okay, I'm going to uh, I'm going to try and get people to come to this event, and you start putting up flyers and uh, things like that, well, you're going to get, uh, historically what we've gotten is a 1% return. You put up 100 flyers, you stand in front of Walmart, you shake 100 hands, and you tell them about apple seed, and you, will, you'll, you might have one person attend, right? The the uh, the opposite way to do it is to go to already established groups, uh, go to the prepping community, go to the homeschoolers, go to the sons of the American Revolution, go to the daughters of the American Revolution, go to already established groups where you can introduce yourself to them and then get them to uh, to take over the promotions for you. Uh, and that's certainly a way to uh, uh, to multiply your promotions ability. It's a uh, a promotions force multiplier. Uh, another thing I'm going to do for the radio show, I want to tell you guys, I'm going to go ahead and set up a uh, a website specific to the Rifleman Radio Show, so that. Uh, so that you guys can go to it, and uh, that way I can put in show notes for all the stuff that I'm that I'm telling you about. If I do a show on the six steps, then I'll have the show notes uh, right there. But you can listen to the show, and you can read the show notes for the six steps. Or if I'm uh, if I have a guest on, if I have Jack Stricker from Survival Podcast on, then uh, in the show notes there I'll have uh, uh, all of Jack's uh, information. I mean, whatever we're talking about, if we're talking about gardening or or bug out bags or anything like that, then that will be in the show notes here. So that's that's something that's coming up, and uh, and then I would like to ask uh, I would like to ask you guys about about whether uh, I was getting ready to see nobody call, but uh, but I see there's some callers here, and we'll take you guys in just a, just a couple of seconds. Uh, if it makes a difference to you, then we have a call-in show, or if we have, if it was just a podcast uh, with no guests. Personally, I, I like having the ability to have folks from Appleseed call in and talk about their local crews or talk about events. Uh, I like that, but uh, you know, it's also uh, it also requires that a that I pay a uh, you know a fairly large monthly fee for that, and uh, and if it's neither here nor there to most of you guys, then uh, I don't know if I'm if I'll continue to do it. Anyway, let's start the show off uh, like we usually do, and that is with you guys calling in to give congratulations to your local crews. If somebody has passed a PC, if they've got their instructors. Uh, uh, if they've got a red hat, if they have a shoot but they've uh, gotten shoot boss certification, if they've done a great job of promoting, 
If you've just gotten through with an event and you want to tell us how it went, then we want to hear it. If you want to promote an upcoming event, then we want to hear it. We're going to start the show off, uh, start the calls off with, uh, uh, well, I'm looking at the here now. I'm going to, I'll start it off with uh, taking uh, Melissa with Jim and Kim. And then uh, and then I'll, I'll try and figure out what the rest of the names are here. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, are you uh, are you working with uh, Jim and Kim in Colorado? No, I'm not. I'm in North Carolina. Uh, I'm an instructor in training level one now as of this past weekend. Um, I'm uh, in the DAR, and I came across this program just a few weeks ago. I found it on someone's T-shirt, and when I saw... Revolutionary War Veterans Association, I approached them and said, what is that? And when they explained it to me, um, I checked out the website and I couldn't get involved fast enough. I didn't care that it was July, 95 degrees, and I'm old. (laughs) I went, my first apple seed was a lady seed, and, uh, and it was certainly hot, but I've sort of figured out the basics. I went to the next apple seed. I was the only woman there. One of the oldest and the only woman out of 20-some people. And um, I, I don't know how to make a long story short, but <laughs> but on the last AQT of the whole weekend, after much effort and frustration, I scored a 235. Wow. Congratulations, Melissa. It's called Stubborn really Determination. <laughs> well, let me ask you, how much... Uh, how much experience uh, did you have with firearms before you arrived at the Appleseed Clinic? Um, fairly comfortable with a handgun, but it's been decades since I shot a rifle, so I really didn't know how to do that at all. So um, I would say well, you, it, that- you can you can show up with very little experience and shoot to rifleman standards and. Uh, I'm telling you, Melissa, you're 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 causing a great deal of anxiety and grief right now. I'll tell you that right Why? now because <laughs> because there's a lot of guys. There are hundreds and hundreds of guys who have been shooting a good portion of their lives, who have showed up at the apple seeds with all of their gear. A lot of them with their expensive, uh, uh, you know, uh, Scope. very high tech <laughs> gear and stuff like that. And they tried their hardest, and they shot uh, in the between the 150s and the 180s or the 190s, and uh, and and they missed it. They would see the the elusive uh, 210 or above was uh, was not within their grasp. And you showed up that weekend. You persisted, and by the end of the day on Sunday, you had a did you say a 231? 235. 235. Yes, and Lawrence was the shoot boss. And actually, I felt I had done pretty well, but someone went and snabbed my target and put up a red coat because they were trying to finish up, and I had no idea how well I had done. And uh, here come Lawrence with a big grin on his face and a purple patch and an orange hat, and uh, they made a big party over it. So (laughs) I was really excited that I had done so well. Well, congratulations. And, you know, guys, I'll tell you, I imagine, I can't say because I wasn't there, but I imagine, uh, Melissa, that 
one of the reasons that this happened is uh, is because guys, a lot of times, they'll show up at an event. I know I did, though I can certainly I can certainly verify that it happens sometimes because I did it. They'll show up at an event with a great big block long Superman cape of bad uh, mm-hmm. habits and. Uh, and they're determined to make those bad habits work for them, and they right. don't. And right. uh, a lot of times the women come and they go, you know what, <clears throat> I'm really not sure what I'm doing, so I'm just going to do what the instructor says. I'm going to try my best at doing exactly what the instructor says, and voila. Uh, That's and right. Well, you them. know, they tell you right on the front end the first thing that you need to bring to an apple seed is a teachable attitude. And um, if you haven't done it before, you have no choice but to learn. Uh, and it does make a difference. I worked with a little girl this past weekend. Her two twin brothers, 15, made riflemen. Her 13-year-old sister made riflemen. Ten years old. We got her up to 173. Y'all read it and weep. I'm telling you, she was so determined. And she'll make it. And she nope. has always just done apple seeds. That's all she's ever learned. And it works. The program okay, works. Well, let's let's shoot all the way back to the beginning of your conversation because okay. uh, I don't know if you listened to the intro, but uh, one of the things I've been pushing for folks is for them to contact their local SAR DAR chapters because the Appleseed Mission and the DAR SAR Mission are they're, they're not exactly the same, but they are very compatible, and uh, and uh, and I'm wondering if. After you had, because you were you were with the DAR, that uh, was there any more interaction? Were you able um, to get let me the, tell you what I DAR did because um, at the first, well, when I met Lawrence, I told him I asked him if um, you had approached DAR, and he said, "Well, you know, I don't know." And I said, "Why not? Who would be more interested than DAR and SAR?" So we had a district meeting the following Thursday, and all the state ladies were there from North Carolina, probably 100 ladies. I went early specifically to ask for five minutes of their time. We were going to be there for two-thirds of the day. I figured they could give me five minutes. Well, she hemmed and hawed and said, well, we'll see if we can work you in. And uh, by lunch, they had not worked me in, so I continued to pass out brochures and explain Exactly. I didn't just give him a brochure. I told him what it was, and I sought out the lady who was over media for the state of North Carolina. She said to me, oh, I heard about you. We're not doing anything with guns. And I said, excuse me, are you not descended from marksmen? And she just looked at me, well, we're not, do you know anything on anyone on the board? We're not doing anything with guns. And I said, hmm, and she walked away from me. I proceeded the rest of the day to pass out brochures and tell every lady that would give me two seconds what it was. She was not going to stop me. And finally, at the end of the day, at the very end of the meeting, they said, if you want to know more about Revolutionary War history, you can go see Melissa about something she's doing, and that's all they gave me. But that's okay. I passed out 50 brochures with explanations. Well, that's... That is not a happy meeting, but it sounds like to me that the reason it wasn't is because of that one person at that yes. one event. Now, right. I'll tell you that uh, every time I've approached the local SARDARs, 
they've been more than happy to have me come in and talk. And I tell them, I'd like to just come in and talk to you guys about Revolutionary War history and about what right. that means, what that has meant to this nation. And right. uh, they, they've always said, no problem. We can't get you in right now because we've got uh, the next uh, you know, five or six months of folks. The speakers are already lined up. But we'll right. plug you in after that. So uh, I've never had trouble. And, and, and it I'm takes you that, this uh, one. <laughs> yeah, but I'll the, continue. I'm going to approach the SAR in this area as well. I have not had time to, but I'm not going to let it go. Uh, eventually they'll get it, eventually. I'll, I'll keep trying. Well, that's exactly exactly what I was going to say. Is that the the folks, your persistence is just is, is extremely commendable, Melissa. Your, well, thank your you. persistence is great, and that's exactly one of the reasons that I would like folks to work more with trying to get involved with the SAR and DAR, especially the DAR, because I'm telling you, when you go to a DAR meeting. One of the things you're going to find is you're going to find a group of determined ladies there, and uh, and most of them are 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 very uh, very nice looking. And uh, granted, a lot of them are blue haired, but they're very nice, very nice looking pit bulls. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but um, I know I'm among the youngest in our chapter, and and I'm 58, so. You know, some right. of us and are dying out. <laughs> that's the other thing that I wanted to try and get across, and I explained that to the DARs here, and that is a huge problem that SARs and DARs are facing across the nation. It, and the thing is, is that the DARs and the SARs are already, I, I guarantee you, it's one of the most extensive networks uh, yeah. for any organization in the United States. There's right. almost There's almost not a single county in any state that doesn't have a chapter. It's one of the hugest organizations in the United States. Right. Uh, but the problem is is that there is a generational gap uh, blockage on it. That means that in the next 25 years, the, all of these organizations are going to die without, mm-hmm. without an influx of new blood. And that's what I'm hoping... Right that we can offer, that Appleseed can offer S-A-R-D-A-R is an injection of new blood, and then from and what we can get from them is promotions and, uh, and organizations uh, to assist hey, us with events. Right. Scout? That's right. Hey, who's this? This is Jim. And oh, I'm on Jim, Scout. Hey, I wanted to, uh, I'm one of the ignorant ones. Can you tell us again what D-A-R and S-A-R are in case we forgot? Jim. Okay. It's Daughters of the American Revolution. SAR is Sons of the American Revolution. And it's a very strenuous process. It took me a year, and they're very particular about proving your lineage with documentation that you are descended from a Revolutionary War, either soldier or patriot who lended aid to the cause. Uh, even if they just fed the troops, that qualifies. So, um but it's quite a process to get in, and it's quite an honor to get in. I'm actually descended Absolutely. from 24 patriots, and, uh, you know, the more I found, uh, the higher I held, head my, held my head. I mean, I just could not believe, and I just started this journey four years ago. So um, um, who knows? You might be descended from a patriot as well. 
the the vetting process is intense. And my my wife, I believe it took her almost two years to uh to get in. And of course mm-hmm. I have five dollars right behind her going in. And right. uh, and now you can be a member of the D A R but not a voting member, uh if you don't have the lineage, isn't that correct? Um, that's not my understanding. You are not a member um, unless you have gone through. Um, yeah, you can't be a member unless you can prove heritage. Um, okay, but I what you, I can I tell people who are listening. Not, a voting member. not not from my okay, knowledge. Well, I, Again, I've I only been in a couple of years, but. Um, you know, and I'm actually an associate member of another chapter, but I believe you have to prove uh, your lineage. Now, what you can do if you suspect that you are descended from one and you have a name, you can go to dar.org and and go to the Ancestry database, put in that ancestor's name or even just the last name, and it will come up with all the the ones that they have documented, and you can actually look and see where they were from. Uh, where they served, who they served under, and see if you can find a family uh, patriot and kind of backtrack from there. And anybody can access that database. It's dar.org. Right, and uh, and like you said, it is very uh, it is very difficult. The vetting is very difficult, and sometimes it's it's difficult because the amount of records that were kept during the American Revolutionary War. There wasn't a great deal of records kept. Right. The one thing uh, you can do to make it easier is if you know for a fact that you maybe have a family member or an aunt or a grandmother who was in DAR, you can actually, for $10, purchase her documentation, and then all you have to do is prove the birth certificates back to that relative. In my case, it was my great-grandmother. And um, and that made it a lot easier for me. Um, so if that helps someone. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so, I'm here. I, 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 yes. Jim, I, I, I just, uh, the, the, I, I closed your mic for just a second, Jim. I closed a couple of people's mics just to see where all the noise is coming from. It sounds like, I don't know, maybe you're in a restaurant or something. Uh I'll open it back up. I was just trying to see where all the noise was coming from. Uh, the uh, the thing about the DARs and the SARs, the Sons of the American Revolution and the Daughters of the American Revolution, is that they are in every uh, in almost every county, and it's not hard to get a speaking engagement. Like I said, you can go up there and you can say you can talk to them and say, "Look, I'd like to uh, I'd like to speak to the organization." And they're more than willing, because they have speakers at almost every event, and they're more than willing usually to put you in. I, I've never had a problem with uh, with getting them to put me on the schedule. Now, uh, the, the SARs and DARs also... Uh, Especially some of the SARs that are very uh, that are very active, they do a lot of. Uh, uh, I was trying to get the SARs uh, uh, up in the 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 northeast and stuff. They they do a lot of uh, like reenactments. They'll even they'll have right. uh, they'll have the uh, Revolutionary War uh, 
drum and fife guys and the flags and the guns and everything else. And I was hoping to get them to uh, to kind of match up with some of the events that were going on, especially something like uh, some of the April 19th events, if they could get together with some of the SARs and get them to introduce the event or something like that. And the mm-hmm. only problem is that the they're usually having some type of an event of an event to commemorate that weekend themselves. Right. But nonetheless, I really uh, I, I've been pushing this for I don't know how many years, and I've yet to hear of of hardly any, maybe one or two other folks besides myself, who has actually uh, gone over and spoken to the SAR and DAR folks. I, I just think this is this is a uh, an alliance that really needs to be made because we need their help. We need to fix what's going to end up being a broken link in the chain right. uh, that's coming up in the next few years because without uh, without linking in the current generations, uh, we're going to be in some bad shape with this. The SARs and DARs are going to start folding up chapters if they have no members in them. So, uh, I'm going to say once again, I really, uh, I, I, I would, I would love to hear of folks contacting their local uh, sons of the American Revolution and daughters of the American Revolution, and seeing what kind of alliances can be made. Let's say you may end up uh, talking to somebody like Melissa spoke to, and they say, "Look, we don't mm-hmm. want anything to do with guns," you know. I, I get the same thing from ranges and, and every other group I work with. Mm-hmm. People don't want to have anything to do with what I'm doing. But guess what? Uh, in six months to a year, they vote out whoever that is, and they vote somebody else in, or that person That's dies, right. or, or who knows right. what. And you can go and talk to the next person. And maybe the next person says, by all means, let's do it. You know? Right. Well, there's a lot of re- reenactment groups, and also I attend commemorations uh, like October 7th is the commemoration of the Battle of Kings Mountain. Huge turnout there, and I will be there with brochures. I go in my period clothing, and I walk uh, to the monument with the Overmountain men, and and um, uh, it's, quite a, it's quite a ceremony. So if you get a chance, you should come. Okay, listen, Melissa, don't hang up. I'm not going to okay. – I want you to hang on and stay right there. Okay. But I want Kim and Jim uh, to jump in and uh, and tell us what they've got going. Um, Jim, you there? Okay. Kim, you go ahead, Kim. I'm here. Start the ball I'm here. Okay. Um, we are going to be at the Self-Reliance Expo September 14th and 15th in North Carolina. And I had posted about it, that we're going to have our pellet range and a booth and possibly stage time um, on the forum. And Melissa posted that she would be there in costume. So um, I contacted her, and she is actually going to be at the Self-Reliance Expo in our booth in costume and set up a camp. And possibly oh, that's excellent. Live, and some possible, you know, Kim uh, live, has a really great costume, too. Who does? Yes, she does. I don't know if you can talk her into wearing it. But she wore it yeah. uh, at the first uh, expo in uh, Dallas uh, several months ago, and uh, it was really good. And I wasn't expecting it, so she was standing beside me, and I kept thinking, "Why, uh, why is this lady standing beside me and not saying anything?" Because uh, she had a bonnet on. And finally, I looked mm-hmm. and I saw it was her, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, I contacted Melissa, and she is gung-ho to do this. So she will be at the expo with her camp, a um, rocking chair, um, a, Dutch, a Dutch oven over a Rabbits and chickens. <laughs> Hopefully they'll allow us to have a live rabbit and chicken. Um, the expo owners are checking to see that we can do that. And so she will be there talking with people about Apple Melissa, Beach. can you, can you grab some of the rest of the folks from your, from your crew, from your DAR, and, and uh, ask them to come up and take a look, too? I might be able to. I'll put the word out. I'm going to try to get a hold of some of the other reenactors. Um, and, and and I also ordered a, a replica of a brown bass, and hopefully it will be delivered before the expo. Wow. Yeah, got to be authentic, out. of course. That is excellent. I, that, I'm, I'm, I'm the that rifle woman, happy. don't you know? <laughs> Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Right. And what about uh, Kim? Have you all talked to uh, uh, the boss and the showing up? Um, I'm pretty sure Fred's going to be there. Um, Lawrence has rounded up, as far as I know, six people to help out. Um, Sad Man, who I see is on the, in the chat room right now, um, also said that he would be there. And so we don't know everyone who's going to show up to help out at the pellet line. Oh, Sad Man just said, I'll be there on the yeah. chat line you have there. Hey, listen, Sad Man was my inst- my, my instructor, and, he, and it was because of him that I shot a 235. So I say hats off to Sad Man. What a wonderful person. Well, we look- my congratulations to them too, because you know what? Uh, it, I'm telling you, it, we've got a great group crew of people across the board. We do. We've got a great Absolutely. crew of people, and that's one of the things that that is a definite uh, a make or break for an organization is your instructors. Is the people that come to the events and they go, you know what? This guy was great. He made me want to learn. And not only that, but because of the because of the way that he taught, because of the way he presented the instruction, because of the way that he told the story, that mm-hmm. makes me want to become an instructor. Absolutely, and, that's right. And it depends. It's it's all on the shoulders of the instructor that's there. So listen, Sammy, and uh, congratulations on doing such a great job. Because I know that it, uh, if if Melissa is here, she's talking about it. And there's a there's at least a couple of hundred other folks who uh, who are saying the same thing, but they're not on the show tonight. So congratulations to you. All right, keep doing keep doing that job. And Jim and Kim, I really want to uh, to tell you how much I appreciate what you guys are doing. If you guys don't know, Jim and Kim, uh, they're the Colorado crew. And listen, they've got a life like everybody else. As a matter of fact, uh, it's it's just as packed as everybody else's, but they've decided that at this time in their lives, they they're going to take this time and they're going to push, uh, you know, hell's bells and and make this happen. And they've they've gotten all their gear and they've crammed it into a trailer, and they are going from expo to expo, setting up uh, the apple seed rifle marksmanship boots at these expos. And I'm telling you, this is not a little thing. This is a big thing. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. When you get through the end of an expo, it's it's no different than uh, than the way you feel after you've uh, if you get through with a hard five day work week at work. You know, 
those two days will will burn you up, and uh, and it's actually more than two days because you've got set up and tear down and everything else. But uh, and they are putting a lot of their own money into this and uh, their time, and I just want to want to tell you guys how much I appreciate you, Jim and Kim, doing this. Thank you, but it only works because of the local people who show up to work these shows. You know, we organize it and we show up with everything, but it's the local people who make it a success. Right. Yeah, they they do, but but there would be nothing for them to show up to if it weren't for uh, for you and uh, Mr. Jim uh, packing everything into a trailer and uh, and driving through the night to get there and setting it up. So. Once again, what, 800 my, my hat's off to you. Is that what this it's, one was? No, it's about I think, 1,800, uh, 850 miles one way. Oh, okay. my gosh. Yeah, it's a long way. Bless be your bigger. heart. I'm going to give you a gas <laughs> donation. <laughs> <laughs> the least I could do. My that. goodness. <laughs> oh, my yeah, goodness. We uh, figure four days driving each way. Oh my. Well, I'm I'm very excited about this because uh, North Carolina has been on my mind a lot uh, in the last uh, in the last month or so because so much has been going on there, and uh, and the self reliance expo and the whole idea of this is one that I'm I try and push it as hard as I can to the Appleseed crew because I think it's very very important. I think it's just as important uh, almost as as uh, a good majority of the rest of the stuff that you do because I'm telling you if you if you are not ready for some type of a problem and it could be anything it could be a tornado or a hurricane or a, a, a power outage or anything like that or anything that that causes you to have a cessation of services or a denial of services then if you're not prepared for it, then you are going to be in very, very sad shape. And I don't think that you should just be just barely prepared so that you edge by it uh, and you make it through uh, by the skin of your teeth. I think that you should be thinking about this and living your life in such a, such a lifestyle that that you are able to get through some type of an event like this and to provide uh, comfort and leadership to your community, to your neighbors and family and friends. That is the point, the level that I think that the apple seed uh, that riflemen should be striving to attain, that is being prepared enough to to weather an event, not just get through it yourself, but to weather an event with enough preparation that you can provide comfort and leadership to your community. So uh, I'm, I'm very happy that that you guys are involved in this, and I'm, I keep trying to get this cross-pollinated uh, because I think it's very important. And I, as I told you at the beginning of the show, that uh, and I didn't even realize that Jim and Kim were going to come on, but uh, the the prepping community, the self-reliance folks. Like I said at the beginning of the show, they this is a ready-made group of folks uh, for us to get the message to. Uh, I was telling them at the beginning of the show, Kim, I don't know if you heard, but at the beginning of the show I told them that when the folks came through the door and the uh, Appleseed 
uh, booth was right there and the firing line and everything else right there when they walked in the door. People were walking up saying, oh, great, this is, I have this on my list. Uh, so, yeah, I, I want to go because I have my list said, uh, you know, uh, find some way to get firearms instruction, and here it is, you know, voila. Uh, you don't have to – it's not a hard sell to these folks. The majority of the folks are not – they're not coming in there saying, I already know all about this. They're saying, this is something I need. What? Where can I get more information about this, or where's all events? And and I was hoping that maybe uh, that we had somehow gotten it up to the point where folks could start signing up right then and there at that booth. Are, are you all able to do that? Um, usually you have to um, pay for any kind of Internet connection or Wi-Fi, and we just have not done that. Right, right. And it is expensive. They they got uh, they've got a whole list of things that they will provide for uh, yeah, for a charge and two hundred and fifty dollars okay. two hundred fifty dollars at this expo. Well, mm. you know, I'm I'm thinking that might be uh, it might be something that you can talk to Boston to try and because what is it that's uh, that's getting four paying customers signed up. Uh, if you can get four people to sign up then that has paid for itself right then and there. Uh, and, you know, maybe, it, maybe it'll work and maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But that's something I would certainly like to see tried there. Uh, I know that uh, uh, Ron and who's the uh, – his name's jumping – escaping me right now. Uh, who's the other uh, owner of the uh, – Ron, Ron. It's Ron Douglas and Scott Valencia. Okay, right. Ron and Scott. I know Ron Scott had been very generous in allowing the Appleseed Project to uh, to put their booths up at uh, at the very minimal uh, of any charges. I don't know that they're uh, I don't know what all they're uh, what all they're doing, but I know that the one in Dallas. I don't think that there was any charges for the uh, for the location. And believe me, you know the to get a booth at some place like that is pretty expensive. So they are believers in what we're doing. And because of that, they're, uh, they were allowing us at that location. I don't know about any of the rest, but they were at that location, at that event. They were giving us the space, which they could have sold, uh, because they believe in the, the Appleseed mission. So I thought that was, uh, that was very kind of uh, Ron and Scott and – I'm sure that uh, that it's going. They're going to be paid back for that by by taking the uh, the higher road and uh, getting the folks in there, getting the folks in these events uh, as vendors and stuff that are quality folks like Appleseed. They are, they have always waived their fees, any income off of our booth. Wow. Well, you're, that's, you're that's, correct there. That's it because I, I I know that I've spoken to them and uh, and they're both great guys. Uh, it's hard to speak to them because there's usually a line of folks that want to talk to them, either standing right there to talk to them or on their phone waiting to talk to them. I don't know how they do it uh, because it would drive me crazy. But they're both great guys and they like I said they believe in the Appleseed mission and they're doing a great job with making prepping uh, available to mainstream. Uh, instead of folks having to uh, to creep
how to get uh, uh, how to get prepared. They're putting together groups of folks that uh, they can come to these events, and uh, they, it's much easier for them to get the the information and the products and stuff like that in order to help them uh, become more prepared to weather uh, a difficult situation. So my hat's uh, definitely off to them, and I certainly enjoyed going and doing them. Do you guys know when you will be back in Texas again, Kim? Um, they don't have any of their shows for next year scheduled or published, so we don't know. What Do you, do you so, know uh, where you're going to be the rest of this year? Do they have any other events scheduled? Yes, um, we'll be in North Carolina, and then um, October 26th and 27th we'll be in Mesa, Arizona for one of their shows. Well, that should be a great show, too. Mm-hmm. We uh, just got back from Las Vegas. Maybe you can get Jim to talk about that. The what now? We just got back from a Las Vegas show. Maybe you can get Jim to talk about that. He's being pretty no, quiet. I'd love to hear about that. Jim, uh, I see you're still on. Do you, have, you must have your phone muted or something, though. Pop back in. I don't care if there's any background noise. Just pop back right. in can and let hear- us know about the Las Vegas show. Can you hear me at all? Yeah, I no. hear you. Yeah, I got a good, we got a good signal. Okay. Yeah, I tried to mute my phone, and I couldn't tell whether I was still muted or not. Yeah, we were down at Las Vegas. Uh, this was a new venue. It was not the Self-Reliance Expo. It was not Ron and Scott's show. It was another fellow who's trying to get into the, the market. And we had a, a very good time. Fred came out and uh, helped lots of folks shoot pellet guns. He didn't want to talk with too many people, but he sure liked helping the people uh, work with the pellet guns. We made some good contacts. We, uh, uh, let's see, we're... We're holding back on the best contact that we made. Let's just say that there was a, a nationally known television show uh, was represented there, and we made some good contacts, and we're going to see if we can get them all to a shoot. Um, and they were, they were very uh, receptive. Uh, these guys were shooters, and they uh, came and they, even though they knew how to shoot, they all came and shot our pellet guns with us and had a great time, and they really appreciated what we're trying to do, and so they're going to see if uh, maybe we can uh, work with them a little bit. But anyway, that's a, that's a teaser I'll give on that until we maybe get a little more information. Um, yeah. Buzz was there from Utah. He's the state coordinator and a shoot boss. He took a bunch of photos of them on our pellet line, and we got photo releases for them. And so I've, I have a teaser also on the forum, and we're just waiting for Buzz to put the pictures on the forum so that you all know who they are. And Mountain Man Prepper, who is the promotions coordinator in Colorado, um, just sent them an excellent email asking for their help. He copied me on it. They did a great job um, asking to not partner with them, to work with them so that they can help promote what we're doing. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh what do you have? You guys made any uh, uh, like anything that jumps out of your straight out of your head right now, as far as contacts or anything at the, any of the expos? Something about besides uh, Ron and Scott and the vendors. Jim, Jim, I'm trying to think. The, um, like Scuzzy made a contact with someone who had a homeschool um, <clears throat> newsletter. He did that when we were down in Mesquite. 
That's one. Several contacts at each of them we've gone to have been made with ranges to um, improve relationships or new relationships with ranges that might like to work with us. Um, I have, think uh, from some of the, the instructors have gotten some um, possible DARs. Um, I don't know what's become of those because it was left in the local people's hands. Um, what else, Jim? Not to be confused with Daughters of the American Colorado. Revolution. These are yeah. designated <laughs> apple seed ranges. Right, right. Um, I have something I shared with my niece. She's a producer in Manhattan, and she was involved somehow with the Hatfields and McCoys uh, drama that was on uh, History Channel not too long ago, and she well, said they were that. they were blown away by how many people actually watched it. And I shared with her about Appleseed and gave her a brochure and the website and. I said, could you do anything about the Revolutionary War? Could you do something about Appleseed? And she told me she would check it out and she would talk to her producer. Isn't that, that cool? Great. I know. I don't know great. if anything will come of it, but nothing ventured, nothing gained. Well, exactly. That's uh, that's uh, that's the spirit of Appleseed is uh, spreading the seeds and right. uh, toss as many as you can out there. And, and certainly a majority of them are going to fall on uh, – on hard uh, ground, but uh, eventually one's gonna one's gonna hit somewhere and it's gonna take, and we're gonna we're going to uh, uh, we're gonna revel in that in that. Now, at the last uh, Dallas show, Jimmy Kim, uh, Chuck Undersey, the uh, uh, the movie director who did uh, the Hold of Tail Horse, he said his booth was right next to y'all's booth. Yes, and, it was. Uh, and he had uh he's the, the guy that I told you guys about uh the movie Behold a Pale Horse has a section in it. It's a documentary that does a lot of interviews with a lot of different folks and one of the interviews that's on there is Yeah, I bought that. I bought that off of uh uh Alex Jones channel and and it's a great uh, great D V D to share. Right. <clears throat> because you don't have to, you don't have to believe or agree uh, with anything that anybody of the, anybody in the documentary says. I, I would advise you to check it out and use your own best common sense judgment uh, to figure out if what they're saying is uh, is worthwhile or not. But the the difference is is that in Appleseed, the segment on Appleseed is one of the it's, it's the only one in that section of part one of the show. That is providing a uh, a solution. You know, we're providing right. an answer to what you can do, and that is right. you can get involved with uh, the Appleseed Project, and that's one of the ways you can fix it. A lot of the other sections are are good, but they just they're illustrating current problems in in government and stuff like that. But they don't give you a way to fix it. Uh, they're just telling you about the problem being there. And and Appleseed, we're talking about. Uh, how you can get up and get off the couch and get involved and fix it. So precisely. Uh, and what did you think about it? You saw this. You, you saw the, uh, the the movie. What did you think about I, it? I did well. I was pretty aware of a most most of it because with my son being in special forces, I stay uh, pretty tuned in to what's going on, and um, they're merely telling the truth. If you're getting your news from television media, you are not getting the truth. 
Um, and most people know that. If you don't, George Soros owns all television media, and everything's been screened and censored. And so, um, but yeah, they interviewed people um, like uh, Colonel Jerry Boykin, and oh, oh my gosh, I can't even remember all the names of the people. But um, you know, they're speaking the truth, and they're trying to get people to wake up to the dire situation that this country is in. Um, right. And I was glad to see the the thing about apple seed, and I don't even know who the spokesman uh, was that did the piece, but behind him were all these people in prone position, you know, firing, and um, he said, we are not a militia, we are not political. It, it was great. I mean, I was really Melissa? glad to see the segment. Melissa? Right. Yes. That man was the man you're talking to. That was Scout. Oh, you did a great job. Well, <laughs> so, well, thanks. Have, haven't thanks. you seen that video then, of course? Oh, I yeah. mean, the DVD. Yeah, I've, got it. I've got it. As a matter of fact, I've got, a, uh, I've got several copies, uh, extra copies now, and, uh, and at some point during the show I'll, uh, I'll give a couple of them away because he gave me a couple of uh, extra ones to, to do that with. Awesome. Uh, well, you did a great job. I know that I one. Uh, yeah, and he... Uh, and it was, you know, it's good. And I, I, I'll always caution folks working with uh, the media and stuff like that. Is you know, they're, they're the media has something it wants to do, uh, and then there is the the fact that you need to stay within the Appleseed guidelines oh, when yeah. you're doing something. And uh, you know, there were a couple of things that he wanted me to do because of the artistic. Uh, you know what he wanted in a shot and stuff, and I said I can't do it. I said I can't do it. I, I know how much you want to do that, I said, but I can't do it because I cannot do anything with depicting something that we don't do or that uh, or that could be interpreted as an unsafe practice. So I can't do that. Right. And there were a couple of things he wanted me to say, and I said, oh, you know, I, I I believe that what you're saying is true, but I can't say that because it's not within our mission parameters. And, right. Uh, and so uh, so there was, uh, we did this, this shoot. It was a full 10 or 11 hours. And, of course, you see what ends up there, maybe three to five minutes. I don't remember mm. how long it is. Is that right? But, well. Uh, but the, he ended up uh, not using any of the script. He just used what, uh, you know, we would shoot a section uh, of the script, and then at the end of the scripted part, I would just continue on, and mm-hmm. uh, you know until he said cut, and then that's those are the sections that he used. So I, I was happy with that because it allowed me to, to to stay even more within the guidelines and within our mission parameters. Right. But uh, it's a great DVD, and uh, like I said, you don't you don't have to. Uh, I'm, I'm not. Uh, uh, what do you say? It? I'm not promoting. I'm not uh, uh, endorsing. Oh, help me out, Jim and Kim and Melissa. I'm not endorsing. Uh, is that what you're saying? Uh, there you go. I'm not endorsing anybody on there except Appleseed. Uh, right. You, you're all grown men and women. You look at it. You listen to it, and then uh, you research it and you find out what's true and what's not true. And uh, but the Appleseed portion is true. And uh, right. and I'm glad that got out. And uh, and the folks, uh, um, I appreciate him putting us in there. I appreciate uh, 
uh, Charlie Daniels. I really appreciate Charlie Daniels because uh, I I always knew Charlie Daniels was a good guy, but I didn't realize what a, a patriot that he was. And listen, in the next uh, few weeks, I'll be giving you some more information about an organization that's going to kind of start up around this uh the uh the tagline that Charlie Daniels put in there. You see one section you see Charlie Daniels, he's talking about what's going on in America and he stops and he says, uh uh it's time to ride, boys. We need a thousand Paul Revere's and uh and there's an organization that's going to that's starting up around that whole idea. So it's it'll be uh, it'll be similar to the Appleseed mission because mm-hmm. I tell folks that the Appleseed is is like a huge Paul Revere machine. You know, we sent folks out to each of the states to alert the states, and then within those states, uh, those folks have sent other riders out and. And they have eventually become instructors and in other locations, and uh, and so the Appleseed Project, I feel, is like a, a a a great big Paul Revere machine, getting people off the couches and alerting them not that the regulars are out, but that they have a responsibility. Each and every one of them has a uh, an individual, non-delegatable, open-ended responsibility to safeguard the freedoms and liberties that they enjoy by virtue of living in this nation. And uh, and that's what we're doing. And on top of that, you're going to get the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program available in the United States today uh, at uh, an absolutely rock-bottom rate, if it's not free. And uh, on top of that, you're going to get two days of really one of the best – foundations of safety, of rifle safety, that's available today. I don't think a lot of people uh, really address that when we're trying to sell apple seeds. But I'm telling you that when a person goes through an apple seed project uh, weekend and they go through the two days of rifle safety, it it is ingrained in them on how to safely handle a rifle. I'm not going to tell you that they're always going to handle it safely after that, but I will tell you that it's it's certainly ingrained in them how to handle a rifle safely. You know, uh, yeah, right. always keep the muzzle in a safe direction. Do not load until given the load command. Keep your finger off the trigger until your sights are on the target and ensure those around you are following the safety rules. And then that's going to be in their head every time they're around a firearm. I guarantee it. So that is uh, certainly one of the big points uh, of selling and Appleseed. Uh, Kim and Jim, j- jump in. Don't just listen. Jump in and uh, and give us uh, uh, any changes that you guys are going to do with the North Carolina event. Are you still going to run the line at a full uh, 10 uh, rifles? We'll be five rifles this time. And everything else is going to be the same as far as I know. Okay, I know that when you did the uh, the uh, the last event in Dallas, wasn't there a – didn't they ask you to bump it up to 10 rifles, or was that Las Vegas? The 10 rifles was a homeschool show that we did in Denver. Oh, where okay. We had, okay. Uh, 
I don't know, they had about 6,000 attendees, and we had, I don't know how many hundred people come shoot pellet guns with us. And so that was a 10 uh, rifle line. Most of the time we do five because we need one instructor for probably every two rifles and maybe more than that. Sometimes this last uh, shoot in Las Vegas or the last expo in Las Vegas, we had a two-year-old girl shoot with us, and she pulled the trigger and the rifle went off, and she shook her fist in the air and said, yeah, and it's a great thing, but you need an instructor with every, you need an instructor with every one of those. So if you happen to have three, three kids, you know, under four years old, uh, we need at least four instructors doing that. So, wow. So it, uh, it's sometimes it's a little. Even, it takes a lot of manpower to do five pellet guns, and it would take right probably twice that to do ten. So. Right, and I know that uh, pellet guns. The, the pellet guns are really hard. The pellet guns are really hard to pump. That's why they need the help. Um, because right. even ten-year-olds can't pump those things, so we have to be able right. to pump them, set them up. Right, and the and the line is a is a unending line usually. So where you have an uh, uh, apple seed when you're running an event, where you have uh, a course of fire, and then you have a good five or ten minutes of instruction, and then another course of fire and five or ten minutes of instruction and stuff like that. On the uh, expo firing lines, there's no breaks. Uh, you, you guys get them down, and then they, there's a little bit of instruction, but you get them down, they shoot. The next group come and shoot, and I'm telling you, it was uh, it was uh, running some of the uh, some of the instructors we had there was running them into the ground. Tim has it figured out real well, where we'll have one group signing the waivers and and getting uh, signed up. And then another group will, while that's going on, will learn the safety rules, and we do a little bit of sight alignment and sight picture. And while that's going on, the other folks are shooting pellet guns. So as soon as, as long as it takes the people to finish shooting and go pull their red coats and hang new ones, we've got new people on the line. And so there really is no break. Um, as long as there are shooters, there's no break all day long. And so you're just right. just running the whole time. Right. I mean, it's a you guys have it have it worked out and even the even at the uh the, the first event I worked with you guys here in Dallas, it was worked out really quite well because uh because the the instructors who were there will tell you it was worked out well. They said, Man, that was one of the, the longest instructional periods I've ever done. Uh Steve Ravy <laughs> right. was telling me, he said, Man, they worked me into the ground. Uh because there is a long line of folks that want to shoot and the majority are kids. But there were plenty of adults that uh, that we ran through it there, and I wish. Uh, have you guys figured out any way yet to get uh, any kind of reliable feedback on the return that we're getting on this? Is there has anybody figured out a way to uh, to gather that data? We were kind of hoping you would do that because we have not. <laughs> we we can't even keep track of how many trifolds we can uh, hand out. And even though we have everyone sign a, a release to shoot the pellet guns, we and we absolutely collect all of those. But because sometimes there's, uh, we'll get a family, and the dad will sign up the kid, or a couple of kids, and then mom will say, "I'll shoot," and so we get her name on it, and then says, "Okay, I'll shoot too." But he's already signed it, so we don't have him sign it again. So we can't. It's difficult to even keep track of how many people how are many, actually how many the pellet come through. 
Right. Yeah, we have we have waivers on them all, but it's it's hard to know who is who signature whether the fellow who signed it was shooting or the mom who signed it was shooting or not. Um, well, I'm sure that you so, could yeah, do a quick you could do a quick mathematical thing. I'm sure that. Uh, if you're running five people through there every ten minutes, nonstop for ten hours, then that turns into a, a large number. That's right. And, uh, Even though the not show only that, lost, but you've got the the folks that are not the folks that are on the line, but you've got the folks. Uh, uh, and I believe it was a fairly slow event, the first one in Dallas. You've got the you've got nonstop people that you're talking to. Matter of fact, uh, you and I even talked about this about how when they start piling up, you can't really do just a, a one-on-one anymore. You've got to start doing group presentations, uh, you know, as they start piling up. And, yep. uh, and I, like I said, I wish there was some way to get uh, more than just anecdotal uh, information on the folks that there's, attend. I've there's, had, a lot uh, of, there's a lot of smart people in Appleseed, and somebody out there probably knows, I know how to do that. That's simple. We sure would love to hear that. Uh, one of the things we will be able to do next year, apparently, is we can um, give a code, different codes to different groups. And so when they sign up, Perfect. if they use that code, and maybe with a discount or something, that's still being thought about, uh, so that it's worthwhile for them to use the appropriate code. That's you know, exactly, 10 bu- that's 10 bucks that's the only something. way we're going to know for sure. Yep. Now, I know that I handed out personal cards, and uh, and I told people, I go, look, I'm going to give you this card right here with my name on it, and if you show up at the uh, at the Davila location, I said I'm going to uh, waive your fees. That means you'll shoot for free. <clears throat> now I can't tell you how many I handed out. It was a great, it was a large number. I think I took 50 cards and I left with none. I started writing, mm-hmm. trying to write on the back of uh, of the cards that Floyd brought. Now out of those, uh, I probably got. Uh, Seven returns on that, and out of those, out of those seven, I got an instructor, uh, a really good one. You so, know, that, so what you're saying is you're getting ten percent return, which is huge. Right, right. If we, if we get one percent, that would be pretty good. But you're saying you're getting, if my numbers are right, twelve and a half percent, something like that. Right, one percent um, is our historical well, return on a handshake and a flyer and a card. So anything above that is well worth. The uh, the effort because uh, yeah I, I and like I said all I can all I can give is my numbers which is just an anecdotal thing because you'd really need numbers you know from the rest of Texas right to find out and I try and get that whenever I do the meet and greet on Saturday mornings I'll introduce myself I'll introduce the instructors I'll explain uh, how the instructors got to where they are as instructors including their hats and stuff. And they'll ask for the folks to introduce themselves. I said, all you got to do is give me a quick, uh, I'm so-and-so from uh, XYZ, and I heard about Appleseed from uh, blank. Because uh, that way I've, I've got their name, and they've also they've also uh, said out loud where they're from. That way if somebody else in the group, if one guy says, yeah, I'm from, uh, uh, I'm from Austin, and there's another guy there from Austin, and I tell him, I point to those guys, and they go, okay, you and you, you guys get together and work in Austin. Uh, and then how they found out about it, because uh, because I want to know how the people in Texas are are hearing about the Appleseed Project. Of course, the number one way still 
uh, is word of mouth, and uh, and that is certainly going to be one of the functions of uh, of an expo weekend is word of mouth. <clears throat> the best word of mouth, of course, is what we ask you guys to do, which is the uh, the high volume, low tech method of promoting apple seed, and that's by word of mouth to uh, it. If you hear about apple seed from a trusted friend or a family member, then you'll generally need no other exposure to the program in order to attend. Somebody that you trust has told you that it's a worthwhile program, that they did it and they think you should do it, then then that's as solid of a boost as we're going to get. It's going to be much better than any kind of uh, billboards or discounts or radio shows or anything else. So that's still the the number one method that I get when I when I ask folks to tell me how. But I still hear, uh, you know, of other things. I uh, hear of uh, forums and, uh, and, uh, and of course, there's a lot of I don't know where I first heard about it, which tells me that, uh, you know, that people who are hearing about the program, they have to hear about it for a certain amount of time, uh, six months to a year, before they eventually attend. And then, of course, uh, over the last, uh, you know, over the last six months, I've heard the, uh, in seven cases, I've heard of the expo. So, uh, so it's it's certainly working, at least in my area. Yep, we uh, would like to track that better, uh, but. You know, the part of it is, is uh, like you say, it takes hearing it several different ways usually. And so if the expo is one of those ways, uh, in Las Vegas, the, even though it was a small show, there were probably 1,500 or 2,000 people who heard about Appleseed again. And right. some of them, that, that one of the, so you asked what, we, what have we gotten out of that. Um, one of the things is there were three women uh, separate women came up at different times, and they had never heard of Appleseed before this expo that we were at. And all three of them want to be instructors with us, just based on what they saw at the expo and talking with us. And so, there's no way to beat that. Sorry, there's no way to beat that. To beat that, the return. On that, that's right. Instructors, and there's no way to so if return it, on that. If they um, follow through, that's a pretty good weekend. Right. And if that's all we got out of it. That's a pretty good weekend to get three instructors. Kirk Wheeler, uh, you know Kirk, uh, spit signal uh-huh. on the yes. forum. He put it. He put into the chat here that uh, he said at the last DFW Appleseed, they had a father and two sons that came because uh, of the. Uh, uh, the exposure from the expo. So that's a 10. That's a total of seven, eight, nine, 10, 10 folks so far that we can say for sure uh, that came from that. So at a 10 out of 1%, that's a thousand people that, uh, that we had to go through to get those. If you're doing it by shaking hands and stuff. Yep. In Colorado, they're, they're starting to fill the lines. Um, when Jim remembers the ask and the hand always goes up that they saw us at the expo. But an example, we had a shoot in Mudville that was sold out, and 11 of the 20 people there were there because they saw us at the, the homeschool conference or the expo. So that was more than half the line. 
And some of wow. those people we had we had talked to at the homeschool conference were very interested in being instructors. Um, they are over on the western side of Colorado. So what do they do? They show up at the next weekend at Leadville at that shoot. So they followed up on what they said they would do. And they um, worked with some of our other instructors here in the state, and they got us a new range with four shoots next year. And they have gone to a second apple seed, and they are working on the rifleman patches so that they can be the instructor team on Western Colorado. Well, listen, that's, that points uh, back to what I was speaking about earlier, about uh, forming alliances and using groups, using already established groups to promote and do the heavy lifting for you at Appleseed. Uh, if you get, I'm telling you, homeschoolers, uh, DA, the, the SAR, DAR, by volume, uh, are huge. But homeschoolers are even larger. And it's not like it used to be. Ten years ago, you would have had to... Uh, you would have had to go through the woods, you know, to flush them out. It's no longer that way, all right? They have, uh, imagine there are hundreds and hundreds that I've seen of websites for homeschooling in each state. Each state has a huge number of them. Usually they have one or two main uh, websites for homeschooling, but then they'll have plenty more. And the homeschoolers are another group of folks that are ready-made for Appleseed, they, uh, the Appleseed fulfills uh, several of the requirements for homeschooling. You know, we've got the history, and we've got the uh, uh, the physical, uh, like the the physical applications of Appleseed being out and shooting. <clears throat> and they're a group that usually, uh, in my experience with homeschoolers. It's not just one or two. If you can make a connection with a homeschooling group, then you can fill half your line with what they bring. Because it'll be uh, a couple of adults and then uh, a half dozen kids, and uh, and then they'll come back again with uh, some of the same kids and then a bunch of different kids. So, if you're looking for ways to to help uh, force multiply your promotions then don't try and do it all yourself. Go after these large established groups and let them do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Go onto the uh, the homeschooler website and uh, find somebody there, uh, like an administrator or something, and speak to them about, uh, you know, about offering uh, the rifle marksmanship courses to the homeschoolers there and uh, and they will do a lot of the promoting for you, and you will you will certainly, I think, get your 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 return on time invested will be well worth the time that you spend. Uh, obviously, for Kim and Jim in Colorado, they're talking about uh, half of their line, fifty uh, percent of the line being made up by homeschoolers. So uh, I, I'm telling you, I, I I get this every time I talk to somebody who who goes after the homeschoolers, uh, not just uh, uh, in a laissez-faire type uh, attempt, but if you actually uh, if you actually go after them with a with a will to it and get the word out, then you you will get a good return on your time invested. You guys, uh, Kim and Jim, you guys got uh, you got the word out at a 
at a homeschool convention, and they have these in every state. Even every large city will usually have some type uh, of an event, some type of a meeting, and uh, and certainly there's some way to get plugged in. How did you guys do it, uh, Kim and Jim? Kim, I'll answer um, that one for you because I well, don't know. Um, <laughs> well, this one came through Mountain Man Prepper, who is the Colorado Promotions Coordinator. He's um, pretty brilliant and effective at finding these these big shows and expos and getting us in for nothing. In fact, the homeschool conference paid us $500 to be there. Wow. Yeah, which we turned into Believer, of course. Um, but it was speaker fees. So on that one, they paid us. Well, that's great. And listen, I'm telling you that we are we have to do this. All right, guys. Uh, uh, I'm telling you that uh, we're looking. Uh, the whole nation is tightening its belt, right? Everybody's in hard times. I don't have to tell you this. Everybody knows we're in hard times right now. Uh, along in, in, in hand in hand in those hard times is apple tea. Uh, the Apple Seed Project right now has, is emerging out of the seams of twelve to fifteen thousand dollars a month in uh, in expenditures over what we take in. Oh uh, we've kept our prices the same, and we've we've uh, we've opened up free categories everywhere we can. That's not the worst part. The worst part that's killing us is the low attendance on the events, right? Uh, the difference between having a seven-person event and a 20-person event is is staggering. And if we don't start evening this up, then Appleseed is going to have to face some really severe uh, financial... Uh, we're going to have to do some things differently. And, I, and we don't want to do that. Uh, we want... We want to keep it running in the same way that it's running. But the only way we can do that is by ensuring that the lines are running up close to capacity. And you're never going to be able to do this, guys, by handing out flyers or anything else. The only way you're going to be able to do this is by making alliances and getting already established groups to do your promotions, a lot of the heavy lifting for your promotions, that's the only way you're going to be able to do this, and you're going to you'll cut your workload down tremendously, and you'll increase your attendance numbers by working with your local groups, working with folks like uh, Melissa in North Carolina with the DARs and SARs. <clears throat> Melissa, I'd sure like to uh, I would sure like to hear from you since you're already plugged into that uh, into that scene hardcore. I would mm-hmm. sure like to hear from you, uh, uh, you know, in the next week or two, uh, if you would talk to some more of the uh, of your uh, SAR brothers and mm-hmm. to talk to some more of the DAR ladies and okay. see if we can't work out some way to work out an alliance. And, and using the using the same argument that you and I were talking about, which is we need their help in promotions, and they need our help in injecting new blood into the organization. Right. So if we can, if we can, if we can give them that uh, sales pitch, then we could go uh, a long way 
uh, towards maybe expanding the the attendance because, like I said, there there is an SAR and DAR chapter in almost every county of every state in the nation. These groups are already there; it's already formed up. They are, they already have their memberships; they're ready to go. So you, right. we should be plugging ourselves into the established groups. Jim and Kim are uh, are working with uh, Mountain Man and with the Colorado folks and getting plugged into the homeschoolers. That's another thing. We You should have your uh, promotions coordinator in each of the states. Make sure that you're talking to them and, and reminding them uh, about this. If you're the promotions coordinator, then make sure that you – that you make some uh, some efforts in these directions, and uh, if you are not, then then make your individual efforts in these directions, and then report them back into your state coordinator and work with your state promotions coordinator on establishing alliances with already formed groups. And it's not just homeschoolers and uh, uh, the SERDAR chapters. There's also I've got a uh, uh, speaking, matter of fact, I've got three in speaking engagements this month. Uh, one coming up is for a Patriot group in Austin, and mm. uh, there are tons of different groups uh, that you can speak to. Certainly, there's the tea parties. There are there's a myriad of uh, of different named Patriot organizations that are going on. You can. Uh, there's a nationwide thing now called uh, meetups, and uh, you can start your own meetup. Now they charge a like a twelve dollar a month fee, but you can start up your own meetups in any of the cities and uh, and have public meetings uh, to talk about uh, apple seed, to talk about uh, safeguarding your rights, your freedoms, your liberties, and get the folks at the meetups to help become your your uh, uh, Promotions crew, get somebody else to help you. As an individual state promotions coordinator, you cannot do it. And as an individual state promotions coordinator, you cannot. If you're, if I call you up and ask you how are you, how's it going, how's your promotion program going, you can't tell me that you're handing out flyers and putting flyers up around uh, around the community and that you're looking to get the returns on that. You just, you can't. There's no way that that, that is going to satisfy uh, the requirements that that you'll need for uh, attendance. So what you're going to need to do is is develop minions, and the only way to develop minions, uh, the only the, the best way is to make alliances with already established groups and uh, and get them to do a lot of the heavy lifting. For you, so I I know I've said that three or four times already. But the reason I keep saying it is because it's very, very important, and you cannot do it uh, as a state coordinator. You cannot do it alone. There's no way you can do it alone. If I didn't have folks helping me doing it, it would be uh, it would be a sad situation in, in my state. So you can't do it alone. And speaking of that, Jim and Kim. Uh, I'm hoping that you guys uh, already have you, that you've already picked out uh, people that you're mentoring on the job that you're doing now. 
We have um, two instructors. It's a husband and wife, and we are not training them to replace us. Um, and if they're listening, I assure you we're not going anywhere, um, but to help us do things. They they were the people that went and got the new range over on the western side of Colorado, and they have just taken up some of the things that we just cannot do. We just don't have enough hands or time or hours or and so they've been excellent in helping us. And now they're um, approaching the Sea Cadets out of Buckley, outside of Denver, um, to do a shoot with the Sea Cadets. And so um, they are right. helping us do our job, and they're doing a great job. But we're not planning on going anywhere. No, 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 no. And uh, I, I, I certainly wasn't, uh, I certainly wasn't hoping that you guys were, because you're just about to, uh, you're just about to hit your stride. So I, I don't want you guys to go anywhere because you're doing such a great job. But at the same time, like you said, there's there's gonna there are so many opportunities that uh, that folks should be looking to you. And I'm sure that uh, Jim Kim, you don't mind if people call you or email you or anything for uh, uh, for guidance on how to do what you're doing, not with the Self Reliance Expo but with the, the hundreds of other opportunities that presents themselves in each of the different states. I mean, there, there are a lot of conventions for just about everything you can imagine. There is a convention. Uh, let's see, there was a, uh, a survival-type expo or prepping-type expo in Houston just recently. I, I, I didn't know that it was coming, so it, it shot right past me. But it was put on, I think, by Popular Mechanics magazine, wasn't it? Yeah, and they okay, will, well, they're looking on putting on a number of shows next year also, and that uh, is an opportunity because Kim and I do have to make a living and we do run our own business. Uh, we can't go to uh, uh, take advantage of all the opportunities that we have, and we would love to have folks maybe take on, if this works out, take on the um, Popular Mechanics Show, just like we work with the Self Reliance Expo. Um, and and work with that uh, that group throughout the country, or, or at least in regions. Um, the other thing is, we were Kim and I were talking about once you have the system worked out, like uh, like we do the expos. And uh, so, point there is, anybody who comes and helps us at an expo can now run their own uh, conference or anything else. They uh, can pretty much just by spending a weekend with us or uh, doing this, not not that it's with us, um, you now know how to, to run a big show like that. And uh, it's completely different than a gun show. It's, uh, and if you wanted to have pellet guns, you would now know how to run a pellet line. And we were, Kim and I were discussing, there are things like home improvement shows, um, car shows, just anything where there's a group of people. And I'm guessing most of those people would welcome us because it's something that kids can do. And they get a better attendance, I'm sure, if they, instead of having to drag, the parents have to drag the kids along, the kids are saying, hey, can we go do that? Right. And and so there are any uh, home and garden shows, any of those type of things might be a good uh, market, a good venue for uh, Appleseed. Right. And I'll also say that because we're a nonprofit organization, the a lot of these shows, like the gun shows and stuff, a lot of them are donating tables to Appleseed 
uh, at no expense because we're a nonprofit. That might be, uh, uh-huh. also be the case with a lot of these other shows. They may donate the table because of, uh, of the fact that uh, the benefits that they're going to get that Jim just explained and the fact that we're a nonprofit organization. So talk to these folks and see if they won't, uh, if they won't give you a table. It doesn't <laughs> at hurt the very least. Yeah, at the very least, if you may not want to, uh, uh, you may not want to drag around a shooting gallery behind your vehicle like Jim and Kim. All right, you don't have to do that. All you have to do is have uh, a table set up. You can get your computer with uh, some of the uh, uh, some of the video of Appleseed on it running, and have it sitting there on the table running and uh, have the brochures and stuff, and just just uh, meet the folks, talk to them, show them the, uh, uh, what, they're, what we're doing at Appleseed. Uh, I'm telling you that you, a lot of the places where you think that you're not going to get uh, any questions uh, from folks, like a car show or a gardening show or something like that, it might be one of your best bets. Uh, so... Uh, maybe uh, at the gardening show, maybe a lot of the the folks there uh, are coming because the spouse is asking them to come, and uh, they're happy to get a chance to stop at a table that's talking about uh, shooting and uh, about American patriots. So, so don't pass up these opportunities to to get the word out and make sure as a state promotions coordinator that you're taking a look at these and and seeing if you can't find some of your crew. Maybe you've got uh, some folks, and I, I try to explain this, too, at the Appleseeds, is that, look, we don't – if you don't want to be a, a an instructor on the line, that's fine. If you don't mind talking to people, then you're just as valuable to us as an instructor on the line. If you can go out and you can talk about Appleseed, if you can promote the organization and the mission – then you are just as valuable in that capacity. You know, wearing a blue hat, uh, you're just as important. And we need those people just as much or more right now uh, than we need. If, well, we're always going to need. What's a blue right? hat? Yep. What's a blue, blue hat? hat? That's news to me. It's Melissa. Uh, what's what's a blue hat? What's a blue hat? It's like an ins- yeah. it's like an instructor, but they don't instruct. They haven't the got a rifleman the, score yet. Well, there no, there are folks who would say, look, I, I want to help out, but I don't want to be instructor on the line. Uh, and, and maybe they haven't shot to uh, rifleman standards, and maybe they don't ever want to. Maybe they don't even want to shoot ever. Uh, but they do want to be part of the group that is helping either at admin, you know, getting the people signed in at an event, or mm-hmm. helping out at uh, – at the conventions or doing library seats, then uh, they can become a member uh, of the staff and get a blue hat uh, and uh, and help push the organization that way. So can someone so, wear, wear more than one uh, color hat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually you could, but I, okay. I can already tell you this. That if, you worked, if you worked hard and you shot to a, a 230-plus, you're going to want to wear the uh, instructor's hat. Okay. I can still promote and wear that, too. Absolutely. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Chad, I wanted to mention something I saw on the forum this morning, and I wouldn't be able to find it again to save my life. But someone did, like, a homeschool picnic feed. It was a few hours, and it, w- it looked like an organization 
it was um, booths for a small show for homeschool, and uh-huh. they didn't have they didn't have a pellet line, but they drew down a couple mats. They had a couple demo rifles with lasers on them. They put a, I think it was a red coat and a green coat across the aisle from them, and they let kids lay down with these demo rifles with the laser sights on them, and taught them how to put on a sling and the position of prone. It was brilliant. Oh, cool. it, cost, it cost them wow. nothing. Yeah, that's, that's not a great that's idea. Like a, uh, a library seed slash uh, dry fire seed. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was at their booth. It was at their booth. You know, you saw the banners in their booth, and they're talking to people. But they had mm-hmm. a line of kids standing there waiting to do something. It was fun. But well, just that's excellent. No, listen, I've, I've also done. Uh, that's great. I've done. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, uh, Melissa. I was just agreeing. I thought that was a great idea. Uh, I've done, and this is something that all you guys with kids can do. Just talk to your kids, and uh, and if they are uh, getting ready to run into their chapter in history uh, on uh, the American Revolutionary War, I've uh, I've just sent a note in with the kids to the teacher, saying, "Hey, would you like for me to come in? I'm with a nonprofit organization, the uh, Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship Program." which is sponsored by the Revolutionary War Veterans Association, and I would be glad to speak to your kids about the events of April 19, 1775, and about the beginning of the American Revolutionary War. Uh, what happened, who was there, uh, what they did, and why they did it. And uh, in every case, they said, absolutely, come on in. And I ended up in the library with uh, each time with about uh, 100, 150 kids, you know, sitting wow. cross-legged. And, uh, and I take in my bag of stuff that I got, uh, that I've collected over the years of uh, of uh, the lead balls. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I better skip this part about handing the little kids lead balls. But uh, I would hand them mm-hmm. around the uh, the different things, the pre-made cartridges and the, the chipping devices to chip the flint and the flint and... And you name it. Now, I didn't hand around the bayonet, but I did show it to them. And I talked to them uh, for a good hour, hour and a half, about the American Revolutionary War. And uh, and I also handed out the trifold, and I got people to attend events from that, uh, you know, the parents. So, wow, good. So that's, a, that's another way. Listen, I also got a, uh, a big, thick manila folder two of the times from the kids who were forced to write uh, thank you letters uh, by the teachers. <laughs> and uh, some of them were very, very amusing. But uh, uh, that's another way. You can just you can ask the public schools. They'll let you come in there. Uh, I, and I've heard from other people who have done it who have actually taken uh, their muskets in. And uh, I don't know how they did that, but uh, they did, and uh, and in each case, though, it's been a very uh, uh, a well worth a, a well worth event, and uh, that's mm-hmm. another way that you guys can get the message out. It's like a like a school seed, and uh, all of the all of the uh, the schools were were very uh, welcoming, you know, to to have me come in. So I, now I haven't tried it at, at any. Uh, and any more schools than the ones my kids attended, but 
you know, and if you if you have kids in school, then why not uh, use that as one of your venues to of getting the word out? Hmm. Well, you know, the replica muskets are non-firing, so they're pretty safe. There you go. Right. Jeff, what were you going to say? One one of the things that were – this was dropped in our lap by uh, a senior instructor, but we're going to do a shoot put on for a a firearms manufacturer that everybody we're talking to would would recognize the name. And – there, this uh, other instructor arranged for us to hold a shoot just for that manufacturer. And I don't know whether they want that out yet, who it is or not, so I'm not going to say. Um, and that's happening here in Colorado. Another firearms manufacturer, um, as I understand, in another state, is also going to have an apple seed held just for that company. And so that might be another venue where oh, we, good idea. We apple seed company. It doesn't have to be a firearms manufacturer. We apple seed companies, and they're having a picnic or you know or a or a convention or something, and we can go and be part of that, um, and and hold a okay. shoot even as a as a team uh, like building a, kind of thing. Yeah, like, like a, instead of going company, to play paintball, you go to an apple seed. A company team building. Yep. Exercise. Mm-hmm. Great idea. Wow. Well, absolutely. I mean, the the possibilities are endless, and we what we end up with uh, as an organization is the same thing that uh, that a lot of big organizations, uh, companies, etc., end up with, and that is the I'm sure somebody else is doing it syndrome, and that means that. Uh, uh, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to worry a whole lot about promotion because uh, you know we've got uh, uh, Fred's column and we've got uh, all of this going on. So so people are going to show up, and you're right, they will. There'll be seven or eight folks that'll show up, but we can't keep operating at that level. We've got to have you thinking about the things that uh, that Jim and Kim and Melissa and I were we're just discussing, and that is that uh, in the same way that the responsibility for safeguarding the the freedoms and liberties that we enjoy in this nation falls on the shoulder of each and every individual, the responsibility for promoting Appleseed falls on the shoulders of each and every individual in the organization. So, You, you can't depend on somebody else doing it. You can't you can't get into that syndrome of some. I'm sure somebody's taking care of it uh, because that's the same way we got into trouble as a nation. I'm sure somebody's voting the right way. I'm sure uh, somebody is paying attention to what uh, my representative is doing. It's not me, but I'm sure somebody's doing it. And then then we end up with McCain Feingold or uh, or, or any one of the number of the however many hundreds of thousands of uh, 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 of situations that we're in now. So it's incumbent on, on each and every one of us to be looking at ways to, mo- to promote the program. And, of course, first of all is having your the elevator speech ready. I mean, everybody, each and every person in the program 
should have a quick draw elevator speech uh, that you can swing out just like Marshall Dillon uh, when he sees a bad guy. You've got to be able to do the same thing with your elevator speech as a good guy. Right. Well, I've got a, a few one-liners that I've people say to me, well, I'm just one person. What can I do? And I said, well, you know, Paul Revere was just one person. And I said, he did a colonial phone tree, and one person by the next day had ignited 14,000 colonists. And I said, if they can do it without email and without cell phones, what can we do? Look at what we can do. And that kind of shuts them up a little bit about I'm just one person, what can I do? Well, as one person, what can you do? You can attend an apple seed. There you go. What can you do as one person? You can take this uh, uh, this trifold. Uh, you can go to that website. Uh, you can go to uh, the schedule of events. You can select an event local to you, and you can attend the event. That's what one person can do. Uh, and now, also, what uh, if instructors are trying to figure out what to say to folks and they're not comfortable, I'm going to plug the Self-Reliance Expos again. <laughs> If you go to an expo and you tell your elevator speech to 500 people, you get pretty yeah. darn good at it, and then you don't have any hesitation going up to anybody and talking about it. <laughs> and we, Absolutely. We can, we can work it in. You know, I've said this before to you. is If you're not comfortable, just say at, at the expo, you can say, have you heard about Appleseed? And they say no. And you say, well, let Jim tell you about it. And you pass them over to me. And pretty soon mm-hmm. you can talk right. about the marksmanship. And we do heritage, too, but let Kim tell you about that. And then pretty soon, once you're comfortable, then you're telling the whatever it is you want to tell them, and you don't care it, uh, it, in a good way. You, you, it, it, there's no issue at all walking up to anybody and talking about Appleseed. So if instructors uh, would like to have that skill, come to one of these expos or something similar to that where hundreds and hundreds of times in a weekend you can tell your story you can hear other people telling their story, their little, you know, two-minute speech, and you can hone it to where it's effective and it's uh, there's no issue at all with you wanting to talk to anybody. Well, Absolutely. when you're passionate about something, you can tell it. Well, you go to the, like you said, you go to the expo and you'll get a you'll get a good uh, hardcore boot camp crash course in, uh, <laughs> in in getting your elevator speech. Good to go because, like you said, you're gonna you're gonna be talking to folks one after the other all day long, and so at first you're a little bit hesitant about it, and yeah, maybe you pass it off to some folks, but uh, not long after that you're gonna get into that situation where the person comes up and they're standing right there next to you, and you look over at the uh, uh, at the other instructor that you've been relying on. He's got two people already uh, in the middle of his spiel, and uh, and there you go. And you start doing it, and you get through with it, and you realize, hey, I'm still alive. It didn't kill me. <laughs> and uh, and then you do the next one and the next one, and pretty soon, like you said, by the, by the end of the day, uh, after doing something like an expo or something like that, then uh, uh, you've got it down. And, you know, the expo, is it's a very safe and comfortable way to do it, too, because you know, you're not going up on the street, you know, and stopping people and, and uh, and they're like trying to stuff some change in your hand because they think you're a panhandler. Uh, it's uh, it's expected that uh, you're going to talk to people and that they're going to talk to you and that they want to mm-hmm. hear what you're saying. So it's a very uh, uh, it's a very safe 
environment for you to learn your spiel in. But that's the first thing you should do is have uh, your your spiel ready uh, because you want to talk to as many people as you can. You want to you, – as you're getting gas and the president of the pump, uh, you know, they're – they, you look at each other and you kind of nod and say hi, and then there's that uncomfortable silence. Well, it doesn't have to be an uncomfortable silence. As long as you have a pretty decent spiel uh, and you're not shoving it on somebody, I'm sure they're more than welcome to listen to what you're saying while they're pumping their gas. And I'm sure it's a pleasant, a pleasant conversation. I've never had any grief with that. Matter of fact, I've had two people who eventually attended uh, events that I ended up first speaking to uh, at the gas station. And I've, I've got to be there anyway. I've got to stand there anyway. I've got to stand across from this person who's already kind of looking at me anyway. Why don't I, why don't I give him my steal? What's it, what's it going to hurt? You know, I mean, in the worst case, they're just going to say, ah, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with guns. And they're going to drive off. And they're never going to see him again in your life. All right? So, Make sure that you've got your your elevator speech uh, and its quick draw holster ready to go, and uh, and be ready to use it. Um, I was speaking to a young pastor today, and he was talking about never having guns, doesn't know how to shoot his. Teenage sons don't know how to shoot. And I said, you ought to come to an apple seed. He said, well, it might be fun. I said, I think it would. He said, I don't know. I lived in a rough side of town growing up. I never needed a gun, never had a problem. I said, well, you know, when seconds count, the police are minutes away. Right. And and it's really, you know, when when I hear people say that, I, I say, you know what, uh, I understand what you're saying. But coming to an apple seed really isn't about shooting. It's about uh, it's about learning about your heritage. It's about learning about the history of America, and we just happen to be shooting while we're doing that. And uh, and that puts a whole different spin on it for a lot of people because we're, well, it's a good we're not point. telling them, "Hey, you got to come and you got to learn how to shoot, or it's a, or it's a loss." Well, you don't. You just uh, you just come, and we're going to talk to you about what it means to be an American, about how how being an American, you can be a, a citizen by having your name filled in on a, on a blank on a piece of paper. But in order for you to be an American, you have to understand that you have a sacred obligation uh, to safeguarding the freedoms and liberties that we enjoy by virtue of living in this nation. And we're going to talk to you about that. We're going to talk to you about our American heritage, American traditions of shooting. And uh, and it's not just about shooting. It's about our history, about who we are, about how we got here. So you can you can temper your introduction uh, to folks depending on what kind of feedback you get from them. Now, you can't say, I'm not telling you to say, don't worry, there's not going to be any guns there. We're going to be making soup and stuff like that. Uh, I mean... It needs to be a, a uh, you know, a truthful representation of what we do. But each of those examples that I gave are truthful representations. You know, we, it's, it's, at the end of the day, it's not about shooting. Uh, even though it happens to be the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship course in the United States today, the absolute best par none, it's really not about shooting. 
It's about our history and our heritage. We just happen to be shooting while we're doing it. And, uh, and, and that's an important thing for the folks to understand. And I think that, I think that sometimes that gets folks, uh, gets their curiosity and gets them, uh, to understand what we're doing in a different way than, than just saying, look, it's, we're going to be shooting. We're going to teach you how to shoot. We're going to be shooting. Yep, we do that. You're absolutely right. We do it. We do it better than anybody else in the nation. But that's not all we do. And uh, if you come to an Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship event, you're going to see uh, what all we do. You're going to you're going to find out that the American Revolutionary War didn't start uh, at Lexington Green. Uh, it didn't start at the North Bridge in Concord. So where did it start? Well, listen, you come to the event, we're going to tell you where the American Revolutionary War really started. Marion's uh, Corner. <laughs> right. We're going to tell you where it started. So uh, there's a lot of different ways to talk to folks about this, and, and I certainly encourage you to make sure that you have your spiel down because, like I said uh, a while ago, the, our, the number one method of getting folks to attend an event is word of mouth. And... Uh, and that's probably always going to be the case. So make sure that you have your the polished word in your well-oiled mouth. <laughs> well, you guys, uh, you guys have anything else to put in, Kim, Jim, or Melissa on the uh, uh, on any of the upcoming events? The only thing I have is that uh, these expo folks are giving us, uh, helping Appleseed in a really big way, uh, giving us opportunities that uh, that are potentially huge for Appleseed. And if anybody's in the area where these expos are taking place, it might be nice to come by, sure, say hi to the Appleseed folks, but also support the, the Self-Reliance Expo and the vendors who are there paying for all the space with that uh, we're getting for free. So I might I might right. put that plug in. All right, and listen, they do have a lot of great gear and information there. I mean, it's absolutely well worth your time to attend one of these events. Listen, I'm going to bring uh, – uh, got about two minutes left, but I'm going to bring uh, Fisher Dog from Alaska on just to say hi and let him, uh, uh, let him check in real quick. Fisher Dog, welcome to the show. Fisher Dog, you there? Scott, how are you? I'm doing good. I, you, I know you weren't planning on probably talking or anything, but I just wanted to give you a, a chance to say hi and uh, and tell us how things are going in Alaska real quick. We've got about two minutes. Oh, it's going real well. Uh, we've got another shoot coming up in October, and I, I know uh, it's an SKS is hoping to have an IBC known distance the week before that that I'm excited to be involved in. Absolutely. So, uh, How's your uh, dry fire game going? Well, it, it, it's improving, uh, continuing to refine that and, and uh, doing it every night. <laughs> that's perfect. I told you that's the way to do it, and you, you agreed. You said that's what helped you. Uh, you got to oh, make sure that you're working on your dry fire game, that you're devoting. Uh, it only needs to be a short amount of time, two to three minutes uh, every night or five minutes every other night, working on your dry fire game, uh, honing the skills and techniques that uh, you were introduced to at the Appleseed event. The, the real work 
on your shooting skills actually happens between events. You really you should be able just to use the, the shooting portion of the events to verify that your dry fire program is working correctly. All right. Listen, guys, we're uh, we're at the end of the show. Just your dog. It's good to speak to you. Be sure and let us know uh, about uh, the uh, the I the uh, uh, IBC that's coming up and about the event in October. And Kim sure and Jim, will, same thing with you guys. Be sure and uh, and come back on the show. Let's see when is the uh, when is the event in uh, North Carolina? It's next weekend, September, right? Yes, yeah, September fourteenth, fifteenth. And, okay. Kim, I found uh, an RV place for you. It's called Lake Hickory RV Resort. Yeah, and we check already that out. that one. Yeah, just Google that. You did? Yeah, we were debating between two, and we decided on that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's yeah. real nice. It's right on the lake, so. Good. All right. Well, listen, thanks to everybody. Congratulations, Melissa, to, uh, okay. to you coming on and taking the hat and being a part of the program. Be sure to let me know how it goes with the SARs and the DARs. Uh, thank you. I will certainly give it my best. Jim and Kim, and uh, thank you guys for calling in and letting us know how it went. And uh, we'll see the rest of you guys next uh, Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central. Thank you all. God bless. Good night.
Take a spot. 